It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti with you here on the Thursday, January 21st, 2021. It's, hey, 12121. How about that? Rolling along here as we're getting ever so closer to the start of the Senior Bowl. We're just a couple days away, and we've been getting some big news lately in terms of some big-name players that have been announced in just the last couple of days going to the Senior Bowl. So we'll get into uh, another of the big names that was just announced yesterday. Uh, We'll get to that in just a bit. We're also going to turn our attention to the offensive line as... We have a lot of uh, a lot of really good players that the Panthers are going to get their hands on next week in Mobile for the for the Senior Bowl at the offensive line position. So really excited to talk about that. So we'll get into that in a minute. Not too much in terms of uh, coaching news. Really haven't heard anything on the fronts of you know if Joe Brady's going anywhere. You know no, nothing yet with uh, the Eagles and the Texans. Probably still going to be a little bit. Uh, on those fronts, but uh, my gut continues to say that Joe Brady will be back for another season because, you know, the Eagles, they've been kind of searching high and wide, you know, in the last couple days now, if it felt like at first Josh McDaniels was going to be the guy after maybe Deuce Staley, but then they've brought in uh, Kellen Moore for an interview, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, and then they also just interviewed Dennis Allen, who's the defensive coordinator for the Saints. So a lot of different directions that the the Eagles can go in. So we'll see what happens, but uh, nothing yet in terms of, um, you know, really a lot of coaching news uh, on that front. They did, however, bring in Tony Sperano Jr., to help with the offensive line. So kind of fitting that we mention that quick with today being offensive line day in our kind of senior bowl preview week here on the podcast. So let's jump into it. Let's first talk about the latest big name player that the senior bowl was able to get in uh, yesterday and they continue to pluck away at the, at the Alabama offense. We knew of course the other day, that Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, was added to the uh, Miami Dolphins roster. And then Mac Jones, the quarterback for Alabama, will be will be down in Mobile as well and will also be with the Panthers roster. So again, the Panthers will have uh, four quarterbacks that they're going to work with. It's Mac Jones, it's Kellen Mond, it's Kyle Trask, and it's Jamie Newman. But the big name they announced yesterday... Yet another of the big key cogs of that Alabama offense, and that is running back Najee Harris, who will be a member of the 
national squad, which is the Miami Dolphins squad. But Najee Harris, who has been starting to get a lot of buzz lately in round one as a you know late first round running back, he will be at the Senior Bowl. So again, he'll be coached by the the Dolphins on the national squad. But a lot of these big names coming into to the Senior Bowl and early this morning. Jim Nagy tweeted, kind of teasing, that some more early-round prospects are going to be announced today. So uh, they'll probably be announced by the time you guys hear this, and we'll touch on that tomorrow because they haven't been announced, at least at the time of this recording. But we'll certainly get to that uh, tomorrow. So really should be interesting to see what happens here. But um, you know, excited to see Najee Harris among among the group of running backs. And again, we touched on running backs yesterday. An intriguing intriguing group here. Uh, again, we you know, just real quick, Al, uh, the Dolphins, they're also going to have Ramondre Stevenson of Oklahoma, Demetric Felton of UCLA, Michael Carter of North Carolina, and now uh, Najee Harris, as well as Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert of Virginia Tech. And again, the running backs for... The Panthers next week are going to be Larry Roundtree, the third of Missouri, Kylan Hill of Mississippi State, Chris Evans of Michigan, and Elijah Mitchell of Louisiana. So a lot of lot of excitement down in Mobile, Alabama. But let's continue. Let's let's talk some more about this excitement and talk about the uh, really intriguing group of offensive linemen that the Panthers are going to get their hands on in Mobile. And I think the first guy I want to talk about here, and we'll just start right at the, the top of the list here too, if you look at the American team roster on the Senior Bowls website, is Trey Smith out of Tennessee. Now, Trey Smith has uh, has quite the story. Trey Smith on the field is a, uh, is, is a really good player. You know, he's been a... Uh, pretty solid tackle and, you know, can play inside as well. But his story really comes to from the uh, his big comeback story from his medical condition. Trey Smith, of course, he, uh, you know, he's he's gone through a lot to uh, to put it plain and simple. I mean, the guys dealt with blood clots. Number one, he's gone through multiple tests you go back to October 2018 there was a potential scar t- they saw some scar tissue from prior blood clots that he had earlier that year so he, he's dealt with a lot of blood clots and had to go through rigorous rehab you know he Smith has said in the past he's had to lose nearly 40 pounds uh, in kind of his road to recovery from these uh from these blood clots but you know the the perseverance of Trey Smith to not just beat these blood clots and get back to just a healthy style of living but to get back onto the football field and play as well as he had last year you know pretty much right up there to his uh his other years at Tennessee so i mean Trey, Trey Smith fantastic fantastic person you know, great story off the field and a very solid player on the field. You know, he was in line for, you know, before all these health issues, he was in line for kind of one of the, 
the top tackle spots. Obviously, there's not really a lot of talk with him now because of these uh, this medical past. But whoever does get Trey Smith, I think, is going to end up with a uh, a really good player. You know, he he's probably going to end up going maybe middle of the draft, maybe just be, just again because of you know the 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 history and you know how concerned are some teams going to be. But you know, the kid is power. The kid moves very well, especially again after you know what. Uh, what he's gone through. So really excited to watch Trey Smith out there and see what the Panthers can, uh, can work with, with him and uh, just continue to show how recovered he is from his, uh, from all those blood clots. You know, he, he looked pretty healthy last year. So I'm really excited uh, for him to get a chance to continue his story, but probably the, Biggest name, you know, there's there's a couple other guys here too that have been kind of up there as well as potential top picks that have maybe taken a step back or surpassed by some others. A guy like Alaric Jackson out of Alabama or of uh, Iowa, excuse me. Obviously, you had the the dynamic duo of Iowa two seasons ago with him and of course Tristan Wirfs, who got drafted in the first round by the Buccaneers. But Alaric Jackson, you know, decided to. Decided to come back to school, and you know it's again he's another guy that that there hasn't been a lot of buzz on lately. You know he's been kind of uh, just seems like he's been kind of quiet in the draft community, but still kind of one of the the better senior offensive tackles here in this draft class. You know he has the he. Uh, he has the distinction of having 42 career starts, which was, you know, every game that he played in and all of them were at left tackle. So, I mean, you know, the, just that in and of itself is a, uh, something you've got to really like. If you're looking at the kids draft history, he was a second team, all American by the American football coaches association, third team, all America by Phil Steele, first team, all big 10, by league coaches and media, first team All Big Ten by uh, the AP and Phil Steele. So, you know, still a lot of recognition for Alaric Jackson, and you know, I think well deserved being here at the Senior Bowl as well. So another chance for him to kind of build himself up as well. But you know, again, forty-two career starts, all at left tackle at a school like at uh, school like Iowa, Big Ten school, especially when you had a player like. Tristan Wirfs there as well, who was playing right tackle. You know, that's still a, a pretty good resume for, for Jackson to build off of. But probably the kid that's going to get the most buzz, or has been getting the most, most buzz, at least lately, has been Alex Leatherwood. There's obviously been a lot of love lately for Alex Leatherwood. A lot of talk he could go in the first round. I've seen some mocks where he's, you know, top 20, something like that. Uh, a lot of questions, of course, too, as to whether he will stick outside at tackle in the NFL or if he has to kick inside to guard. But I think you, you could certainly take that as a, as a positive as well, too, because, you know, he gives you that kind of versatility to 
to move around the offensive line. And certainly teams in like the middle to late first round can certainly use some offensive line help. Um, but the fact that the Panthers are going to get to work with him and we know a lot of the offensive line needs that the Panthers have as well. I mean, you've got both starting tackles from last season, or at least week one, you know, considering, of course, all the injuries Russell Kung went through. But essentially, both starting tackles from last season and and their left guard, both free agents, are all free agents. Center Matt Paradis is entering a contract year. Uh, John Miller probably going to get replaced. So, I mean, there's a lot of spots open on this offensive line. And, you know, we talked yesterday about the possibility of a trade down for some of these positions. You know, if uh, if the board works out in, in Carolina's favor, Alex Leatherwood could be a name that I think we need to keep an eye on. You know, there, there's obviously talk, too, about the Panthers taking offensive tackle at number eight, whether it's Christian Darisaw of Virginia Tech or Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. You know, they're, pro- they're obviously probably not going to get uh, Panay Sewell. You know, I, I think the ceiling for him, or the floor rather for him, is number five to the Cincinnati Bengals. But Leatherwood could be a, a, a nice fallback option. So getting a player of his caliber, getting guys like him, getting Trey Smith, getting Alaric Jackson, basically getting a bunch of the SEC guys for the Panthers is, uh, is, a, is a nice pickup for him. And we'll touch quick on some of the other SEC guys there's also a uh, Big 12 and even a Western Michigan kid in here as well, and a Grambling State kid. So a bit of a mix, but for the most part, a lot of SEC offensive linemen for the Panthers. So we'll get into them in a minute. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is being brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You know, it's always tough searching for parts for your car because there's so many different makes and models, and it's hard to find a place that can work with you to find the the right parts that you need for your car. It's tough to go to a local shop and hope that they have the right parts for your car. But Rock Auto, they've got you covered because they've got every make and model and pretty much every part that you need for your car. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether you're a classic or a daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck? And when you get to their how-did-you-hear-about-us section, remember to write the words locked on so that they know that we sent you so that we can all support each other. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. And... Our friends at betonline.ag. Hey, maybe chance to win yourself a little bit of money to pay for those 
car parts if you so need it or for whatever you need. But a chance to win some money, especially this weekend with Conference Championship Weekend fast approaching. BetOnline.ag is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. So sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and remember to use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we talked about a couple of the SEC quarterback or SEC offensive linemen, excuse me, and we just wrapped up with Alex Leatherwood, but he's not the only Alabama offensive lineman that's going to be coached by the Panthers next week. Deontay Brown is going to be there as well, and Deontay Brown is another uh, intriguing guy. I actually just read a quick piece about him from Brandon Thorne, who's a tremendous mind on the offensive line. So go check him out too for his thoughts on some of these offensive linemen. But Deontay, uh, Deontay Brown, 6'4", listed at 350 pounds on the Alabama uh, the Alabama website. So he's got a big body, but he moves quite well for his size. And he's been on, on the interior. He's, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, experience at guard. He's played in 47 games, 25 career starts, for Alabama was a uh, first team all SEC from the league coaches, second team all SEC from the AP and was just one of the you know the big forces on this Alabama offensive line that of course wound up with the number 1 scoring offense, number 1 pass efficiency offense, number 2 Passing offense, number four total offense, and number 19 rushing attack among the power five. And this is an interesting stat here, too. The Alabama front surrendered just nine sacks while quarterback Mac Jones was on the field and just 15 for the season on 410 dropbacks to rank 24th nationally. So, you know. Big credit, of course, to all the Alabama offensive linemen there, but certainly the two guys that the Panthers are going to get their hands on next week and Alex Leatherwood and Deontay Brown. I mean, when you catch a glimpse of Deontay Brown, like I said, the way he moves around is is quite nice for a kid that's 6'4", 350. I mean, he could be a bully if he gets out in space or even in the even in the trenches there in the nitty-gritty with D-tackles. He'll lock you up, and he could move people around. So really, really fascinated with this guy as well. You know, he could be a middle-round guy that you can grab and slot at one of the guard positions and just let him maul over people, especially for a team like the Panthers that want to get their running game 
back going as well. Not that the running game was all that bad, even after Christian McCaffrey went down, but getting guys like this to just help open those holes again for Christian McCaffrey when he comes back healthy would certainly be a, certainly be a nice breath of fresh air for this offense and uh, certainly certainly help out whoever eventually becomes the franchise tackle or, or franchise quarterback for the for the Panthers here. So those are the two Alabama guys. We talked about Trey Smith of Tennessee and then a couple other SEC guys that the Panthers are going to get here as well. Drake Jackson out of Kentucky, uh, Ben Cleveland out of Georgia, and Dan Moore Jr. out of Texas A&M. Uh, just quick kind of background on those guys. So Ben Cleveland is 6'6", 335. He was a second-team All-America pick by the Athletic and a third-team by the Associated Press and was AP first-team All-SEC as well as voted on by the head coaches. Uh, played right guard in all nine games for Georgia. So it was one of the, you know, again, one of the key cogs. And, I mean, obviously tremendous size there, 6'6", 335. Uh, Cleveland also was a... Uh, two-sport athlete as well in high school as he also played baseball at uh, Stevens County. You know, he was a 2016 U.S. Army All-American, uh, Max Prep second team All-American in 15, four-star prospect from Rivals and ESPN. So another, you know, I have to catch up on him a little bit, you know, get to see him a little bit more, but, you know, so again, just some of these accolades kind of give you a baseline idea of how solid Ben Cleveland was. And then Drake Jackson for Kentucky. He was their center, 6'2", 292, a senior. Uh, at least in 2019, he was first team All-SEC from AP and Athlon and was third team, third team All-SEC by Phil Steele and was also named to PFF's second team in 2019. At uh, at the center position, and then Dan Moore Jr. from Texas A&M, listed 6'5", 315 from Beaumont, Texas, started all nine games at left tackle, uh, was a season opener, and again helped uh, helped Texas A&M to really what was a really good season. You know, we talked about A&M quick when we discussed Kellen Mond, ended up just outside of the the college football playoff and Dan Moore was one of the guys that helped keep Kellen Moore up and or Kellen Mond up and move that offense. Again, he started all nine games in 2020 and started all 13 games in 2019 and what again became one of the uh one of the better offenses in the SEC and actually wound up being being awarded second team all SEC as well. So those are the other uh, big tw- uh, SEC guys that the the Panthers will have. And then, as I mentioned, they also have a Big 12 kid in here as well in Texas Tech's Jack Anderson, who I believe when I looked back at him has a little bit of uh, versatility to his game as well as we kind of look quick at 
at Jack Anderson. He's 6'5", 315. And in 2020, uh, started in all 10 games. At, and this was coming back from injury. He suffered a shoulder injury kind of later in the season, or in the middle of the season in 2019 after just three games. But he came back, played in all 10 games for Texas Tech in 2020. Uh, ended up totaling 38 career starts. Uh, wound up starting at right guard for all all his games, uh, but you know probably still could move around if need be. But right guard has had been his kind of position of note throughout his college career. So Jack Anderson, probably a late round guy, but another guy I think teams are going to have their eyes on a little bit as we go through this process. And then two of the uh, no, the two non-Power 5 O-linemen that the, that the Panthers are going to have. First, we'll go to Western Michigan and talk about Jalon Moore. Jalon Moore is at least listed on the school website at 6'5", 315 pounds. He was their left tackle for some time. Uh, started all 13 games in 2019, and I believe played every game in 2020. You know, another uh, another guy I'm curious to get some exposure on. And then last but not least is David Moore. So a lot of a lot of guys named Moore or with the last name Moore on this Panthers roster here for the Senior Bowl. We got Dan Moore Jr. of Texas A&M. Jalon Moore of Western Michigan and David Moore out of Grambling State. And again, that's the nice thing about the Senior Bowl is finding these small school and you know non non Division One non Power Five players that look the part and give them a chance to to make their name for themselves. David Moore, six three, three hundred twenty pounds, a redshirt junior from Little Rock, Arkansas. I'll admit I really haven't seen much on uh, on David Moore. So uh, a couple of these guys, Moore, Jalon Moore, a couple of these guys I'll be getting kind of my first exposure to a little bit. But I'm always always excited to see some offensive line play. And again, you've obviously got the, the big names here, like we said. So good mix here. Really excited to see a lot of these guys. So again, just to skim through real quick, the offensive linemen that the Panthers will have next week at the Senior Bowl. Trey Smith out of Tennessee, David Moore from Grambling State, Drake Jackson from Kentucky, Alaric Jackson from Iowa, Ben Cleveland from Georgia, Alex Leatherwood, Alabama, Deontay Brown from Alabama, Jack Anderson from Texas Tech, Dan Moore Jr. from Texas A&M, and Jalon Moore from Western Michigan. And then just to skim through quick, the Offensive lineman that the Dolphins will have next week at the Senior Bowl. They have Robert Hainsey out of Notre Dame, Brendan James, Nebraska, Spencer Brown, Northern Iowa, Dylan Raddins, North Dakota State. And there's a lot of love for him as well, too. I've seen a lot of people talk about him. He looks like a bruiser. Robert Jones of Middle Tennessee, James Hudson III out of Cincinnati, Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. It seems like Creed Humphrey has kind of lost his luster. He's still a really good player, but 
doesn't seem like the surefire first-round pick that he might have been last year had he come out of the draft. So really going to be interesting to see where he falls. Adrian Ely, an intriguing maybe day three tackle prospect out of Oklahoma. Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. Jake Curhan of California. And Quinn Mainers. Again, we talked about, I, I just said we love the senior bowl for these uh, non-D1 kids that get a shot. Well, here you go. We saw it with the kid uh we saw it with the kid from St. John's last year. And, of course, the Bucks have a couple of non-D1 starters that have moved up from the Senior Bowl. Here's another opportunity here. Quinn Miners of Wisconsin-Whitewater, which is a Division III school. So a lot of, lot of intriguing names on both sides, on both sides of the fence here. But, yeah, definitely, definitely something that the Panther, you know, definitely a, a fun look for the Panthers that they get all the SEC guys. So we'll see what happens next week with the offensive line. Uh, so tomorrow we'll take a look at uh, D-line. Should should they? I mean, they should be announcing these other positions soon. Uh, but we've still got D-line, we've got linebackers, and we've got the secondary to talk about yet as well. So lots still to get to over the next couple days. And then next week, the fun begins. And then draft season really gets underway. So I think that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Appreciate you guys always tuning in as well. Again, follow me on uh, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast wherever you get your listening pleasure. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.